Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast is number 1,577. The topic is Q&A and the title is, How Does Alcohol Impact Your Progress in the Gym? So recently here in 2023, we put up a, a board in uh, our gym and we asked members to put up note cards of any questions they had. And this was just fun way to kind of connect greater with the members of the gym and to let them know as well about the benefits of the podcast. So my gym is a an open gym. I let people come to the gym even if they don't work with me. <laughs> and uh, that's totally fine. Uh, and the um, reason why I'm kind of laughing uh, is egotistical probably but i was like i don't know why they wouldn't work with me <laughs> but some of them choose not to <laughs> so oh gosh we'll unpack that ego uh some other time but um i i enjoy having people in the gym i enjoy that the gym helps people live healthier and happier lives and of course i would love to help everyone uh, but there's not enough time in the world to help everyone so i help a lot of trainers that way they can help people so that's why i love uh, over half of my clients are personal trainers so that way i know everything every time i help them with something they then in turn help a lot of other people so that makes me feel super happy uh, but that's why i was laughing because um you know people don't work with me i understand that uh Kind of. <laughs> so, but one of the members, the recent question they wrote up on the board was that basically what the title is, is how does alcohol impact your progress in the gym? So I wanted to talk through that. And I work with people uh, who don't even ever go to the gym. So I do nutritional kind of counseling, nutritional coaching. And I do work with people that have nutritional disorders. Uh, and it's unrelated to them wanting to look better. They just want to manage that nutritional problem. So I help them with like just basically nutrition for health, not necessarily for, you know, aesthetics or fat loss or strength gains or performance or anything like that. So we do come across alcohol from time to time where somebody drinks alcohol on a pretty regular basis. It's part of their, their normal life. And they will ask or they'll wonder, you know, in what ways is alcohol negative like if it is negative can you tell me why and do i need to modify the amount i drink and this is something where you know drinking no alcohol is that best for your body yes <laughs> just yes alcohol is a poison it's a poison to the body so the body does not like it and it doesn't respond well to it but do you need to completely avoid all alcohol for your the entirety of your life no uh, we do a lot of other unhealthy things <laughs> You know, uh, you know, if you go a day without eating the right amount of food, maybe you undereat or overeat. That's 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 also unhealthy. You know, maybe you've undereaten protein for a lot the majority of your life. That's also unhealthy. So we do a lot of unhealthy things. <laughs> so I would hesitate. I am hesitant to like villainize alcohol intake. I don't think it's good. I don't drink on a regular basis. I might drink. I don't even know, like maybe once a year. <laughs> um, you know, I, I drank more a little bit when I was younger. <laughs> I think we all did. <laughs> but um, it's not really good for you, so I don't do it. But at the same time, as I do understand that some people just like it, so therefore they want to incorporate it. So let's talk a little bit about the effects that alcohol has. And then I'll give you an answer as to how can you include alcohol but still make progress in the gym. So I'll give you that answer here in a second. Okay, so a couple of significant impacts that alcohol has. One of them is on testosterone and just our hormones in general. 
alcohol consumption lowers testosterone levels, and it depends on the amount you drink. So if you drink a little amount, it'll lower your testosterone for a couple hours. If you drink quite a bit, it can lower your testosterone for, say, like 24 hours. So, for example, if somebody goes to the gym today, and maybe they go after work or midday, and they put in a good amount of work in the gym, they damage the muscle tissues, you know, they really get themselves in a good position in which the body will make adaptations to either build bigger muscles, stronger muscles, maybe lose body fat, all the, all the good things that we would want our body to respond to the training, right? So those are the adaptations that we want. So therefore we train a certain way, and then between our trainings, the body makes changes based on how we train. Well, if I went to the gym, I beat myself up, I then go home and I drink alcohol, and my testosterone is crap, I'm not going to get good protein usage. So I'm not going to have as much protein converting over to muscle tissue, and it's going to negatively impact quite a bit of those adaptations that we wanted from training. Now, the amount depends on how much alcohol you drink, what types of alcohol you drink, the way in which you train, how intensely you trained, you know, how much protein do you have per pound of lean muscle tissue. So there's no, like, calculation where I would say X amount of drinks equals X amount of, you know, percent of decrease in adaptation. It's so widely varied that I would be doing a disservice to just put a number out there, and I don't even have, it would be a big fat guess. I've read a lot of articles, and I know that, you know, X amount causes this much reduction in da-da-da, you know, testosterone levels. I know all those numbers. But to, to be able to convert those numbers to, you know, to what percentage will you get adaptation-wise from your training, I don't know. <laughs> Not good. That's, that's basically the answer. So if you go to the gym and you, you drink a lot of alcohol afterwards, your testosterone levels will be lowered. Your ability for your body, and it also lowers, like, growth hormone and some other factors as well, but... Um, it, it's going to lower the ability for your body to adapt properly to training. So you won't get as much adaptation as you normally would if you wouldn't have drank alcohol. And then also, the longer you drink alcohol, it has a greater impact. So we know the amount you drink has a great impact, and then the longer you drink has a great impact as well. It causes like kind of chronically, it just lowers natural testosterone production production all the time. So not only does alcohol lower your testosterone at the time of you drinking, and then it responds and it kind of recovers, you know, by the next day, but if you continue to drink day by day by day, you'll naturally just get less and less and less of a recovery. So your percentage of total, like testosterone, will decrease over time. It also causes an increase in estrogen. That's not good. <laughs> uh, and that will negatively impact fertility. Like for women, it can cause uh, inconsistent periods. For men, it decreases sperm production and sperm motility. So there's a lot of kind of fertility and reproductive health damage uh, that happens due to the hormonal damage from chronic alcohol consumption. So a significant impact is on testosterone and hormone levels. Another significant impact is digestive health. Alcohol causes kind of damage and an imbalance to the bacteria in the gut. So we have bacteria in our intestines that when we eat food, this bacteria kind of breaks the food down. And it's, it's interesting in the sense that when we eat consistent foods, our body will kind of develop and you'll get 
this bacteria in your gut that's specific to the foods you eat. So the quality of your digestion actually improves when you have a good consistency of food selection. Now, when you drink alcohol, it kind of goes in there and it clears all that bacteria out. It, it messes up a lot of it. It kills some of it, damages the functions of some of it. So your, your bacteria will be either not enough or ineffective, and you'll have a lot of digestive issues. So that can lead to, you know, gas, bloating, um, diarrhea, lead to a lot of problems. Uh, and that actually is impactful even after you're done drinking alcohol. So it can take gut bacteria several days to recover. So if you drink every single day, you're going to have a lot of digestive issues related to the alcohol that your body's never going to be able to catch up to. So if you have acid reflux, if you have gas, if you have bloating, if you have diarrhea, you know, if you have any kind of digestive issues, they're just going to get profoundly worse with alcohol consumption, especially repetitive alcohol consumption. And then also, alcohol consumption causes uh, inflammation. So it causes inflammation in the digestive tract, and then that kind of ticks off the whole body. So you'll have increased arthritic, or arthritis, oh gosh, I can't even say that, arthritic pains. <laughs> so if you have arthritis in like your fingers, they're going to feel way worse when you drink alcohol. Uh, that's definitely going to be something that you'll notice a lot. Like you'll lose kind of uh, mobility and um just fine motor uh, ability <laughs> uh, in your fingers from alcohol consumption. And then also if you have any kind of acute injuries that you're trying to work, like maybe your elbow's been bugging you for a while or something's like just kind of clicking or annoying your knee, that stuff's going to be super slowly uh, recovering by having alcohol consumption on a regular basis. So Huge negative impact uh, in digestive health, as well as causing like inflammation, which then kind of ticks off the rest of the body. We also have cognitive impact. So when you drink alcohol, it changes the kind of brain chemistry uh, specific to anxiety, focus, and mood. So alcohol, your body kind of basically, it changes what it produces, based on what it's getting from the alcohol and what the impact the alcohol is having. So therefore, the more often you have alcohol, the more it changes the chemistry in, in the way in which your brain manages anxiety, the way in which you, you can gain or lose focus, and the way in which you regulate your mood. So when somebody is coming off of alcohol, it can cause anxiety to spike. It can cause focus to drop and it can cause your mood to be pretty crappy or really highly um, variable. So people need to be aware of that and find alternative ways to manage those elements as they're trying to reduce alcohol consumption. Otherwise, they're going to feel highly anxious, not be able to focus on anything, and they're going to be kind of ticked off and angry at everybody in the whole world. And then all of a sudden they drink an al uh, some alcohol and they go, ah... You know, I don't feel as much anxiety. I actually kind of feel focused now because I'm not so scatterbrained. And I feel in a better mood. And that's why they continue to drink. Because every time they try not to drink, they feel like crap. And then when they drink, they feel better. So it's, it's important to find alternative ways to manage anxiety, to improve or work on focus, and to help regulate your mood. If you have alternatives to help those things, then it's easier to come off of alcohol. And then 
a big one, the fourth thing I'll kind of mention is calories. Alcohol has calories. So whether the whether the bottle you're drinking or whatever it is, whether it has a nutrition fact label on it or not, uh, it has calories. So alcohol itself has like seven calories per gram. Uh, there's nine calories per gram in fat. There's four calories per gram on average. These are all averages. Uh, f- there's four calories per gram in carbs and protein. So alcohol is pretty like calorically dense. It's not as calorically dense as body uh, as dietary fats, but it is still calorically dense, seven calories per gram. But you know, if you drink a beer and it says there's 80 calories in the can of beer, then there is. So what happens, though, is your body thinks alcohol is a poison, which it is. Uh, so it'll burn alcohol. It'll try to burn off the calories of the alcohol before it does anything else. So it'll shut down body fat, like burning. You'll, you'll stop burning body fat. It also reduces a lot of other things going on, like protein synthesis and some other odds and ends. Uh, but it kind of shuts everything down to try to burn off and get rid of the alcohol. This is really, really important to know because even if you match your calorie and protein targets, so if you're like, okay, I'm supposed to get 3,000 calories a day and 200 grams of protein. Well, even if you match that, but a significant portion is coming from alcohol. N- alcohol negatively impacts your hormones, and that impacts how you use protein. So you don't get as much conversion of protein to muscle tissue, so you'll grow less from your workouts. You also get less period of time that your body's burning body fat, because remember, it shuts that down to burn off the alcohol. So you won't appear the same from the same amount of calories and protein as you would if you weren't drinking alcohol. So if you're drinking alcohol, you'll appear smaller and softer than those exact same macronutrients, calories and protein, if you weren't drinking alcohol. So if you weren't drinking it, you'd be leaner, more muscular, feel stronger, and nothing changed. Like So 3,000 calories, for example, and 200 grams of protein won't create the same appearance and training effect if you're drinking alcohol versus not drinking alcohol. So if you're like, well, you know, I factor my, my, my alcohol into my daily calories, that is a way in which to possibly reduce or control what you were doing before, but it doesn't negate the negative impact of alcohol. So if it's more controlled than what you've been doing before, awesome. But it is not the same as if you were getting calories and protein without any alcohol involved at all. So that's very important to know. So those were a couple significant impacts was the testosterone, hormones, digestive health, uh, the cognitive impact, and then excessive calories. Like how that alcohol can impair the way in which your body processes calories, burns body fat, and builds muscle tissue. So those are all very significant. Now, the next question is, is how can you include alcohol and still make progress? Well, it kind of depends on the amount of progress you want or what you want your final result to be. If you want to be elite in whatever you do, you want to be a professional in whatever you do, then the less alcohol, the better. You know, if somebody might have great genetics and they can get away with drinking on the weekends and still be amazing at their sport. Awesome. Okay. Or they can look great. Congratulations. Uh, 
That's not the same for everybody. <laughs> you know, some people, if they drink on the weekends, it can make them look super soft. They'll make very minimal progress, and they'll be more significantly impacted than other people. It's just genetical differences. Some people respond better to training and dieting than other people do. That's just, that's the crap part of life <laughs> is it's not fair. So if everybody does the exact same nutrition and everybody does the exact same training, not everybody will look the same. That's just the way it goes. So that's important to know. So if you want to be elite or kind of a professional at something, the less the better. Absolutely. 100%. Now, if you just want to be kind of good enough, <laughs> I want to be less fat. <laughs> I, want to, I want to have a little more muscle, but I don't want to necessarily care if I get like an IFBB Pro card. You know, or a drug-tested NGA Pro Card, or OCB Pro Card, or WMBF, or all the other 4,000 federations there are. So, if you don't care about being elite or professional, and you're like, I just want to be less fat, I want to be a little bit stronger, I want to have a little more muscle, well then, you can, you can refine the other components. So, nutritionally, you can make sure your calories are consistent, your protein's consistent, your distribution of calories and protein is consistent. And you can make sure that, other than alcohol, you make really good food choices. You don't eat high sugary foods or other kind of like eat, you know, the wrong food at the wrong time, that kind of stuff. You can focus on all that. You can also focus on the quality of your training. Maybe you have just been following random training online. You can get somebody to help you and have, you know, the best of the best programming. You can improve your sleep. Maybe you sleep like crap. <laughs> and you can say, okay, I only get five to six hours a night. Maybe I can try to get seven hours of sleep on average. Yeah, that'll help as well. And then you can also work to reduce your stress. Now, if that comes from other than drink, drinking more alcohol. <laughs> so if you reduce your stress in a different way, um, you know, that can all help. So you, there's nutritional components that you can control. There's training quality, sleep quality, stress control. You can manage all of those things. And if you're getting the results you want and there's still alcohol included in your day, oh well. Well, then you don't need to change anything because you're getting the results you want. But if you're not getting the results you want, you feel like your progress is slowed and you're like, man, I wish I could make faster progress. Or, you know, I work out all the time. I eat relatively well. I just, why do I still have this kind of like spare tire around my waist? Why do I still have this fluff and this water and this fat around my waist? Well, if you want faster progress, if you want more significant results, then yes, you know, addressing alcohol consumption will help. The less you drink, the better. That's just, it's just, unfortunately, if you like alcohol, unfortunately for you, that's just the truth. The less you drink, the better. Okay. So, I thought that, I uh, hope that's helpful, <laughs> but that kind of gives you some areas that you know the impact of it, and then I really think it's important to understand that if you're trying to reduce alcohol intake, you will feel a negative impact to anxiety, focus, and mood. You know, maybe for you, it's maybe a little more anxiety of an impact or more move of impact. So it might vary per person, but, you know, I'm sure it does. Uh, well, actually, I know it does because I work with a lot of people, and it does. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Uh, so it will vary. But you will see a difference in anxiety, focus, and mood. So you want to have something in place that will help you manage the increased anxiety that you're going to feel as you try to wean off alcohol, the decrease of focus that you'll feel, and the more change in mood. And for some people, that just means you're angry all the time. Other people, you're just kind of hot and cold. You know, you kind of go to extremes. So if you're wanting to reduce alcohol consumption, you have to have something to help manage those components as you bring your alcohol down. Just be aware of that so that way 
you don't fall into the cycle of I try not to drink alcohol, I feel like crap. As soon as I drink alcohol, I feel good. And then why in the hell would you ever come off of it, right? So have something in mind that'll help you. Okay, well, hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully that answered the question the way the person wanted. Uh, if anybody has any questions uh, or you have any feedback or any suggestions, always let me know. Reach out at our email, brutalironjim at gmail.com. And then if you like our podcast, please share it. When you share it, let people know that we answer questions for free. That's the whole benefit of the podcast is that we just answer questions for everybody, help everybody live their healthiest and happiest life. And then thank you to those who donate to support the podcast so that we continue to do that. <laughs> so I really appreciate it, and I hope all of our listeners appreciate it as well. If you want to donate, you can do that on our website, www.brutalironjim.com. Even just $5 a month, it does add up, and it does help. So thank you to those who are doing that. If you like the information we share in our podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. I post on Instagram every day. I also do post on YouTube. So find us and follow us under the name Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.